This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. It's my music. You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 75 and it is a taste of 2019. And joining me today is a writer for Voices of Wrestling. It's the returning Suit Williams. Hello, Suit. Hey, Andrew. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well in this Christmas, let me see, Eve, 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 Eve that we record this. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this uh, a few days before Christmas. And, um, you know, I, I have to tell you, Suit, uh, I know that you reviewed just that, oh, that god-awful TLC pay-per-view. From the bottom of my heart, sir, I hope your Christmas this year is extra merry because you deserve it. <laughs> Thank you very much. And a uh, happy Hanukkah to you as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks so much. And um, actually, it's the same week this year, Hanukkah and Christmas. Ooh. Um, and, and Kwanzaa, too. So nice. it's a nice little holiday mix there. Big week. Big Christmas week. Big holiday week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a big episode here for us, you know, the annual year-ending episode. And, and what a year it's been, Suit. I mean, obviously, the biggest story of the year is the emergence of AEW and the impact that it's had on WWE and the indie scene and just wrestling in general. It's pretty monumental. But you've also got the downfall of ROH in there, too, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, the Saudi Arabia plane delay. Um, Kota Ibushi signing with New Japan for life. Uh, you've got NWA debuting its own show, Power. Paul Heyman running Raw. Eric Bischoff running catering at SmackDown, then getting fired. <laughs> uh, John Moxley, Kenta, Brody Lee, all escaping WWE. So it's been quite a year for wrestling suit, no doubt about it. Absolutely, man. Just news out the wazoo. Everybody waiting for Thursday so they could read The Observer. All the news sites waiting for Thursday so they could copy and paste The Observer. <laughs> Just all sorts of stuff happening. And it's been fun. It's been a lot more interesting than uh, than the few years past. Yeah, yeah. Never a dull moment in this day and age when it comes to wrestling. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, and I think as far as this podcast goes, I think the biggest story of the year is the decline of music in WWE. I wrote an article on Voices of Wrestling called The Downfall of WWE Music in 2019, where I talk about how, you know, WWE music used to be the standard bearer for wrestling for so long. But this year, they really reached, I think, a nadir in terms of the new in-house themes. You know, CFOs, whatever critiques you had against those guys, they knew how to make a recognizable, catchy, fun theme song for wrestlers. But since they left, the songs we've gotten have been, I think, pretty bland and interchangeable. I mean, Buddy Murphy's new theme, uh, Cesaro's new theme... Bailey, they don't really stand out at all. And I think it's a real shame to see WWE music just fall so far, Suit. Yeah, it's all just gotten generic. Like, it's gotten just very interchangeable. I haven't watched, well, I watched TLC, but Bailey wasn't on it. Well, I figured you would have new music since you turned heel, but I haven't heard it. 
And if I have, that might be a problem. So, but you know, you were right. Buddy Murphy's theme not as notable. I think I said that in my review too, where it's like he used to have this like you know upbeat dubstep kind of music, and now it's I heard it and I don't even recall it. So, you know, you're right on the money there. And as well, you know, it's not just the quality of these themes too. It's the lack of info and accessibility. Uh, we don't know what these themes are called. We don't know who does them. And they're not available to listen to anywhere online in, in studio quality. You know, which if you do a podcast like this one is a pretty crappy deal. And as a result, you know, usually on these year-end episodes, I've got like three or four WWE themes. This year we just have two. And neither of them are quote-unquote in-house. They're from other sources. You know, again, it's really weird to see WWE music just be in the state that it's in. Too. Yes, because like... You said this in the article that you wrote, like for the past like decade, they've just fired these things up on Spotify as soon as they could for the, uh, you know, for the streams and just to get them out there. And now that now it's just weird that they've kind of just cut them off. And now that they're just all very generic and just unmemorable. So it's and it's not going to help if you can't listen to them. them you know, make them memorable. So just rough stuff all around. And hopefully it turns around for your sake, at least standard. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Um, I mean, it's not like AEW's in-house music is any better. You know, that that's pretty, I think, lackluster as well. But at least we know who does them. You know, uh, Mikey Ruckus is the guy's name. He's the one who does the in-house music for AEW. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. His info is out there. So if you want to complain about the state of AEW's music, you know, there's the source. With WWE, we don't have that. And it's annoying, and it's baffling, and it's sad, all at the same time, suit. But it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, their source seems to be the cheapest music library available. <laughs> all right, let's get to the topic at hand here, uh, which is a taste of 2019. And the reason I call it that is because, like in 2017 and 2018... Uh, this is not a complete list of the new themes that debuted this year. Uh, this is just a taste, a sampling. And as a result, some theme songs will get left off the list. So, sorry Keith Lee theme, sorry John Moxley theme, uh, sorry El Phantasmo theme. Um, what about you, Sue? Are you surprised by any omissions here or bummed out at all? Uh, the Mox, uh, either one of the Moxley themes, the one in New Japan and his, uh, the one he used in AEW... Uh, I was kind of hoping to hear, but um, I don't think the New Japan ones come out yet. And then the AEW ones, eh, it's fine. But other than that, nothing really comes to mind as far as omissions go. It's a good little, it's a good selection, good variety, you know, and good songs too. Yeah, I, I tried my best to jump around and get theme songs that weren't just you know good songs, but will also stir some conversation. Um, so we'll start here uh, with AEW, and this is the theme for one of the EVPs. Uh, no, not electronic voice phenomena. <laughs> I'm talking about Executive Vice President Kenny Omega, who said goodbye to his New Japan theme, Devil Sky, and said hello to his new theme. It's by an artist named Little V Mills. This is called Battle Cry. Yeah, Another devil's sky 
So, it's no secret that Kenny Omega loves his video game entrance themes. <laughs> he had it in DDT uh, with the Mega Man songs. He had it in New Japan with Devil's Sky. And now he has it in AEW here with Battle Cry, which has this, you know, it's epic action video game tone to it with the big guitars and the dramatic synths. It's all very grand in scale. Uh, the guy who made the song, Little V Mills, is a Canadian musician who does metal covers of video game music on YouTube. So that lines up nicely. And yeah, I'd say I was pretty iffy on this song at first, but after hearing it a bunch of times over the past few months, it's honestly become one of my favorite themes in wrestling. I really enjoy it. Um, I know some people don't, but I do, Suit. Yeah, I had never really gone out of my way to hear the song like by itself before now. Like I had only heard it on AEW TV. Uh, and it seemed fine. Like it... Like, I heard it say, Best Bout Machine, so it's like, okay, it's Kenny's song. Uh, but, you know, I listen to it now by itself, and it's actually a really good song. You know, it's got good energy, it's fast-paced. Uh, the beginning, I feel like a little, has a little DDR vibe to it. And then, like, you know, the intro, I feel, is a little too long for a wrestling entrance, where it, like, cuts out in that uh, build-up part. But in the buildup of the song itself, it really works. So, uh, I like this song. I'm going to add it to my rotation. Yeah, I think even taking out the video game connotations, I think it's just a great theme for Kenny regardless. You know, because it is so over the top and big time. And that's who Kenny is. You know, he's a big time wrestler. That's where he thrives in having these epic emotional matches that overpower you. And I think with Battle Cry, the emotion here is a lot more uplifting and hopeful than Devil's Sky was, because Devil's Sky was kind of dark and apocalyptic and final bossy. It had the gothic choir and the moody synths. Battle Cry, there's still that aggression, but it's more heroic. You know, it opens with the light piano and the melodramatic singing. I hear the battle cry under the Devil's Sky. So it's still this epic song, but it's more valiant hero Kenny than it is evil mastermind Kenny. Right, and that kind of works for his like difference in character between New Japan and AEW. Because when he started in New Japan and got the music, he was the cleaner. He was cleaning up the division. He was screwing around with brooms and sticking poles up to Gucci's butt. <laughs> but now in AEW, he's this, you know, he's in an ace position where he's like, you know, everybody loves him. And he's this, you know, he's a top guy. So, yeah, the differences there uh, make sense uh, uh, with the differences in the music, too. Right, right. And, of course, the lyrics help, too. Uh, you know, I hear the battle cry under the devil's sky. The one-winged angel screams. It fuels my hopes and dreams. The best bout machine. And later on it goes, hopes and dreams will never die. Are you ready to go? Are you ready for this? So not only does it have the requisite Kenny references in there, of course, with uh, the, the One-Winged Angel and Devil's Sky, Best Bout Machine, it reinforces this notion of Kenny being the hero. You know, he has hopes and dreams. Are you ready to go? Are you ready for this? He's rallying the fans on. So it's very much a babyface-leaning song, which Kenny hasn't really had in a singles capacity since the days of DDT, all those years ago, so... Theme number two, and we're going to head over now to Japan with Dragon Gate. Uh, they're open the Dream Gate champion for the first half of the year, 
was a real bastard. It's Pack, who returned to Dragon Gate at the end of last year as a member of the big heel unit R.E.D. Real Extreme Diffusion. Uh, this theme technically debuted at the end of last year, but Pack started using it in 2019, so we'll let it slide here, I think. Uh, <laughs> this is by Yohei, and it's called Delight Extra Realize. Real Extreme Diffusion. song it just screams bad guy you know from the opening stinger with the demonic distorted voice real extreme diffusion that alone is just like a big flashing light that says bad guy alert bad guy alert <laughs> but then you've got this just punchy riff that just comes right at you and then what slides in but the wailing guitar squeeze You can smell just the sleazy grime oozing off those guitar riffs. And for Pack and R.E.D., this theme is just perfect for those guys, because they're not Weenie Hut Jr. suit. They're the Salty Spittoon. <laughs> I was on mute. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, this song's very in-your-face, very direct, very just like, here we are, you ain't getting rid of us. And I enjoy that kind of energy in my in my wrestling music. Yeah, it's just, it's so relentless, right? I mean, there is that one little bridge section in there that kind of melds it out a tiny bit, but then it's right back to the Wailing Guitars, uh, which is very Pack and R.E.D. You know, they are relentlessly evil and, and untrustworthy. You know, they cheat and act like bastards all the time. And anytime you may think, okay, maybe they'll fight like gentlemen for once. Nope. They go right back to being heels. Or in the case of Pack, a proper bastard. So it is such a great theme for them, Sue. Yeah, I love those wailing guitars. Um, I think uh, the breakdown you're talking about is like a minute 50 in, and that's where the guitars kind of let loose before they get back into the main dun-dun-dun-dun-dun kind of rhythm. And I think that little breakdown rules. And then... Um, it does get repetitive, but instead of, like, looping it over and over again, like, it sounds like they're making it a little different. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a double guitar sound or if they, like, layer it, but it sounds like they're trying to, like, change it just a little bit, like, tweak it a little instead of, like, just hitting copy and paste and doing that. 
Right, right. And what's great about this theme, too, is that it stands out from the other unit themes. You know, like, the Tribe Vanguard theme is this bright-eyed pop rock song. The Natural Vibes theme is upbeat, dancey techno. The Maximum theme is a hard rock song, but it has the vocals in there, which give it this kind of human touch. And that all makes sense, because those themes belong to face units. This one doesn't. R.E.D. are heels. And as heels, their theme is purposefully darker, edgier, no vocals aside from the creepy stinger, so it stands out from those brighter face themes, which I think is a smart choice. Yeah, just a real, real strong song for the real strong heel unit that... Oh no, they still, they're still, they still exist in the uh, unit shakeup. They do, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how... I just wish... Oh. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I wonder how this will affect Dead or Alive, the one Dragon Gate show I make sure to watch every year. Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with that Toriyaman versus Dragon Gate Trueborns versus R.E.D. feud that just popped up. We'll see what happens with that, yeah. Um, as I was saying, you know, I just wish somehow Pac was able to use this song in AEW because I think it's so much better and more recognizable than his AEW theme song is. Um, also, can you imagine JR being like, really extra da fusion? Is that what this group is called? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> This uh, big R Shamazu fella, is he a big Harlem Heat fan? Is that his deal? <laughs> I was just about to say, imagine JR getting his eyes on big R Shamazu. <laughs> That'd be something else. Exactly, yeah. Um, by the way, Suit, uh, do you know what will happen when R.E.D. ends? <sighs> I don't know, Andrew. What? It will reach a real extreme conclusion. Dun 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 Oh, I thought you used them all on Twitter. Do you know what will happen when a member of R.E.D. needs blood? I think I do, but I'll let you say it. He'll get a real extreme transfusion. One more suit. I have one more, please. I know you have more, but you're going to do the one. Okay. Do you know what will happen when J.R. joins R.E.D.? It'll be a real extreme now is that bushy or is that evil (laughs) 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 oh we have fun here we have fun here that one was good i'll give i'll give you that one my batting average may not be perfect but you know every once in a while i'll get a home run so (laughs) there you go there you go theme number three and we'll stay in Japan for this one. This is a New Japan theme. It debuted at Wrestle Kingdom 13 for the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tangaloa. It's by No Name Tim, featuring Cassius Keys. This is G.O.D. Firing Squad. Nobody really did gorilla. Ain't nobody really did gorilla. Gorilla tactics. Whoa, no, we bought action. Whoa, no, we not lacking. Whoa, 
suit, I want to take you back in time here. A little theater of the mind, if you will. January 4th, 2019, we're expecting G.O.D. to make their entrance for their match, but we don't hear the opening static of Guerrilla Tactics. No, no, no. We hear Breaker Breaker, USS, this is Eye in the Sky, with continuing movements. Firing Squad, Gulf, Oscar, Delta has landed. I repeat, G.O.D. has landed. Suit, the feeling of Wonderstruck that washed over me in that moment. I was like, oh my god, there's a new G.O.D. theme. And then, when it went, ain't nobody better than Gorilla. Ain't nobody better than Gorilla. I was like, okay, screw the match. <laughs> I want this theme song available right now, because this sounds awesome. And a few months later, it came out officially, and as it turns out, Suit, yeah, this song is pretty freaking awesome. When that song came out, when they came out to that song, let me say, I spent the next three months watching their entrance on YouTube to hear the music. That's how good it was. Like, and when you compare it to their old music, which is very, like, quiet and, like, menacing and, like, setting a tone for their matches, which was, you know, I don't think was intentional. Like, when you compare it to this, it's, like, real strong and aggressive. It's hype. Like, it reminds me of a DMX track, and I love it. It's one of my favorite theme songs out right now. Just a great song. Yeah, I'll say for the record that I am not a massive G.O.D. fan in the ring. Uh, they can be rather hit or miss a lot of times, but, man, this theme song is just a certified banger every single time. I mean, it, it just fits them so well, because G.O.D. are supposed to be cool badasses. And with this song, it's hip-hop, so it's already cool in and of itself. But you've got that great riff, the great beat, aggressive lyrics, the military intro, the siren, the gunshots. There's a part in the song where it goes, Whoa! Which I can tell you firsthand that American crowds love to sing along to. They come out with those Iron Man masks on as well. These guys just ooze super cool, super badass, don't fuck with them energy. And whatever shortcomings they may have in the ring... Their song is just undeniably great. And great for them, too. Absolutely. A big upgrade. Just very fitting for them. And just a great, like, just a great track to listen to, like, on its own. Fantastic stuff. And as you mentioned, yeah, it does fix that issue of their previous entrance theme, Guerrilla Tactics, because I loved that song a lot, don't get me wrong. I loved how low-key it was, and being menacing, and sinister, and that deep, nasty groove, and the deep vocals. It was so good, but having a low-key theme like that is very dangerous, because if you're not over, it will suck the energy right out of the room, and the lack of crowd noise will be pretty evident. And there have been quite a few G.O.D. entrances throughout history where the lack of crowd noise it was pretty evident. <laughs> so you bring in this new theme song, it has that energy, it's got that explosiveness to it, a sense of urgency as well. It will get people more amped up for this song than the old theme will. And it will cover any dearth of crowd reaction with the loud, bombastic music. So it's a win-win for G.O.D. here, Suit. Absolutely. Agreed. Theme number four is our first of two WWE themes here, and this is not for a wrestler on Raw or SmackDown or NXT, it's for NXT UK, and it's for Ilya Dragunov. It's from the Elbror Music Library, 
and it's by hold on Richard Lau, Martin Lashober, Thomas Vilgeny, and Juliana Newhuber. I hope I said that right. Uh, <laughs> this is called Comrades of the Red Army. So if I may come clean here, I picked this song for a particular reason. Ilya's theme on the Indies was the Soviet March from Red Alert 3. And they're essentially the same song. The classic Soviet army music, big orchestration, military march percussion, manly men singing in Russian. Uh, basically, if you ever see any old-time footage of the Soviet Union where there's like thousands of soldiers in the Moscow Red Square, this is the music that plays over it. And the Soviet March is a great song because it gets you so pumped up and Ilya comes out and he's you know, stomping around on stage and he's pounding the entrance way like, come on motherfuckers, let's go! But he can't use that song in NXT UK. He has to use this one. And it's just not the same suit, is it? Yeah. Um, it's a cold corporate ripoff of that song, which is fitting since NXT UK is a cold corporate ripoff of the European wrestling scene. Like, the Red Alert 3 song, it, like, builds to a crescendo. It, like, just keeps building and building. It's like a four-minute build to, like, just a big crescendo at the end. Whereas this is kind of just, like, it kind of just goes. And it's kind of, and it's a little bit slower. It doesn't have the same, like, building energy as the Red Alert 3 song. So, you know... It's whatever. It's an NXT UK song. Like, I'm never going to listen to it again because I don't watch NXT UK. <laughs> and I don't really think anybody else does. So there you go. Yeah, the reason I picked this song is because I think it's very endemic of NXT UK as a whole. You know, the purpose of NXT UK is to snatch away as many of the top UK indie stars as possible and essentially mimic the UK indie boom underneath the WWE banner. So they say, you know, hey, look, here's Ilya Dragunov, here's Walter, here's British Strong Style, here's Zach Gibson and Mark Andrews and Jordan Devlin. Isn't that great? And it's like, yeah, I like those guys, sure. But, you know, you put them in this stale WWE environment. There's very little room to grow for most of those guys as either wrestlers or in terms of the pecking order of the company. The brand itself has very little buzz, comparatively speaking, and you've severely damaged the UK indie scene by sending all these guys away. 
And not to mention the fact that the champion of the brand, Walter, looked like a fucking geek at Survivor Series by losing in three minutes. So this idea of, hey, it's the indies, ultimately ends up feeling hollow. And I think Ilya's theme here, being a mimic of his indie theme, is a good representation of that hollowness suit. Yeah, it's it's bad. And I'm struggling to think of anything else to say for it. Like, it's NXT UK. What's there to say? That should be their tagline. As you watch another five Joe Coffee matches. What's there to say? <laughs> or Joseph Connors. Oh, or, God. Or Ella Guerra or someone like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Rich and Joe put it best in the flagship one time. It's boutique wrestling. You know, it, it's hollow. It's a facsimile. And this theme song, it's not necessarily bad in and of itself, but in the context of what we used to have, which was the old Dilia theme, the one that people like more, <laughs> it just doesn't stack up. All it does is make people want the old thing back. And if that isn't a good summation of NXT UK suit, then I don't know what is. <laughs> up next, we'll go back to AEW here, and uh, this theme is for the current AEW Women's Champion, Riho. Not Rio, as certain announcers have called her in the past, but Riho. And Riho's theme is one that she uses not just in AEW, but also in Japan. It's by Masaki, and this is called Eternal Beauty. We've had some pretty intense songs on this episode so far here with the big rock and metal and hip-hop and Soviet music as well and and so forth. But now we'll take things in a much lighter direction here with Riho's theme. It's fun techno music. I noticed the intro is similar to the beginning of Sandstorm by Darude. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Little thing I noticed there. But the rest of the song is not as intense as Sandstorm is. It's a lot lighter and cheerier than that. Overall, a little monotonous, maybe, but it does have a nice driving beat to it. And really, it just makes me smile whenever I hear it because it's so exuberant and lovely. And even the title, Eternal Beauty, is just so nice to hear, Suit. Yeah, the opening is uh, very distinct. I didn't think of the uh, Sandstorm um, comparison to it. Um, That might actually ruin it for me now. Because whenever I think of Sandstorm, I think of uh, Session Moth Martina. And yeah, that might just cause a little confusion in my head there. <laughs> uh, but it's very peppy. And it works for Riho, who's a very, who seems like a very peppy person. And um, 
Yeah, the song is very just like upbeat and like kind of light. It feels like something you'd hear like a cheerleading squad doing a routine to in like a competition. So yeah, it's like, you know, it's a good song for Riho. I don't know if I'd listen to it outside of the context of watching a Riho match, but you know, it works for her and you know, people recognize the intro. She's one of the most over people I think in the company, like one of the most over people that like they've gotten over. So yeah, it's a good song in that context. Yeah, if I could describe this song in one word, it would be adorable. You know, <laughs> it's so adorable, which is how I would describe Riho as well, because she comes off as so sweet and nice. She's like, what, five feet tall, you know, weighs like nothing, uh, doesn't look scary at all, but she does have tenacity and that spunk and the drive to win. And yeah, this song, it's very boisterous and fun, but even though it lacks size and power, it makes up for it with that driving tempo and that, that forward momentum suit. Agreed. It's also like the total opposite of the R.E.D. theme. You know, the R.E.D. theme only works if you're a heel. I think conversely, this song only works if you're a face. And luckily with Riho, she's so adorable that I don't see her returning heel in her career. Um, I mean, never say never, of course, because WWE managed to turn Bailey heel and Sami Zayn and Kairi Zayn as well. But I don't see Riho ever doing that. Knock on wood. So I think this theme should be safe for a very long time then, Sue. Could you imagine Riho doing her entrance with the R.E.D. song behind it? <laughs> like her just kind of walking out, still like waving at everybody, but kind of like sad because the music's so sad. You could change the stinger, though. Rio, extreme <laughs> diffusion. <laughs> uh, one more thing, actually, about this song. Uh, the artist of the song, Masaki, also did the theme for Yuka Sakazaki. And if you know that theme, it's very memorable because it's the one that goes, which I love so much. Theme number six, and Suit, I hate to do this to you, buddy, but we have to travel to a cursed, barren land filled with bad booking, poor attendances, shoddy treatment of wrestlers, and, well, Bully Ray. It's Ring of Honor, and ROH in 2019, not a nice place to visit, but for the purposes of this podcast, we will go there and take a look at the theme of Villain Enterprises which is Marty Skrull's stable that he formed after the Elite left to start AEW. And Marty would be joined by PCO, Brody King, and eventually Flip Gordon. This is by Hot Tag Media Works. It's called The Villain's March.
suit, if I may make another Spongebob reference here, this isn't your average everyday darkness. This is... advanced darkness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this song is pretty dark. You know, we've had some intense music here so far with the pack theme and G.O.D., but that was your basic, aggressive, in-your-face, scumbag heel music. This is not that. This has that just kick pad that just booms right in from the beginning. The cinematic strings that slowly rise up in tension, the evil laugh, and then BAM! It all comes crashing down into this doom and gloom horror movie soundtrack. ba 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 it lives up to the title, The Villain's March, because it sounds like some evil creature or villain is marching towards you, Sue. Yeah, this is my first time listening, to, like hearing this song, because as a lot of people, I don't watch Ring of Honor anymore. But this song rips. It is awesome. Like you said, it's something you would hear in like, the uh, trailer for a horror movie. You know, maybe a horror king balloon guy Vincent can fight Marty for the music at some point. But yeah, I it's got a very foreboding feeling, very ominous. It's got the heavy guitars, heavy bass, strong drums. It's just like it washes over you like this. Something bad's about to happen. And it's just a great feeling song. I love it. It's in the rotation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it definitely accomplishes two things. Number one, it reminds us of Marty Skrull's theme because it has a similar aesthetic and vibe and tempo and instrumentation and whatnot. It's the same artist as well, which makes sense. But number two, it takes that type of sound and makes it bigger. It makes it grander. It doesn't just start with creepy piano notes. It drops that big kick pad and string arrangement right on your head from the get-go. And from there, the song just overpowers you, more so than Marty's singles theme does. Which, again, makes sense, because this is not a singles theme, this is a stable theme. It's not just Marty anymore. There's PCO, there's Brody King, there's Flip Gordon. There's a whole group of dark characters coming at you. So, of course, it's going to be bigger, Suit. Absolutely. When I think dark, I think Flip Gordon. <laughs> Uh, also, I don't know if you picked up on this at all, but there's a part in the middle where the strings and the piano drop out, and it's just the guitar and the drums. This may just be me, but it gave me similar vibes to Alistair Black's theme, especially with the drum pattern. Dun 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 da, dun dun da, dun 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 da, dun dun da. A coincidence, likely, but I couldn't help but pick up on it there, Suit, because, you know, both songs do have very similar vibes. Yeah, I, did, I didn't notice it, but I do hear it. I do hear it when you, uh, when you bring it up. The thing I wonder about this song is how much longer it's going to last, you know, because Marty is right now a free agent, and he's still doing some stuff with ROH. He's now doing stuff with NWA as well, and we don't know what his future is going to be. But we do know that he owns the trademark to Villain Enterprises. So if he leaves ROH and keeps the group going, he could also keep the song going as well. Or he could leave ROH and keep the group going, but maybe get a different song in like WWE or AEW perhaps. Or he could leave ROH and end the group right there. 
or he could stay in ROH and everything will remain the same. So the future of this group and this song here, Suit, is very much in the hands of Marty Skrull. Yeah, much like Marty, we don't know the future of the song. And that's a shame because this is good and more people should hear it, which they will when they listen to this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure more people listen to this than watch ROH internet nowadays. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've got a good uh you've got a good angle on the uh honor club numbers. I'll be honest, I don't know how many people listen to this show anymore, but I think you're right, suit. So <laughs> <laughs> Moving on now back to Greener Pastures, and this is another AEW theme. This one's for Darby Allen. And his theme is by friend of VOW, Wicca Phase Springs Eternal. This is called I Fell. This theme is that it so perfectly encapsulates who Darby Allen is. Darby is a devil-may-care, throw-caution-to-the-wind kind of guy. He does whatever it takes to win, no matter how much it hurts him. But he's not a stereotypical wild man. He's not bugging out and going crazy. He's brooding. He's low-key. He's apathetic in a lot of ways. The reason he paints half his face like a skull is because half of him is dead inside. So he jumps off the page as this dangerous element while still coming off as a fairly realistic and grounded character. And I think this song does a really good job of portraying that too. Absolutely. This song was already in the rotation because it's awesome. Uh, it's kind of grimy, it's kind of dirty. It fits with Darby's whole aesthetic. Um, the intro is distinct, which is something I really like with uh, wrestling music. You know, I love the build-up with the drums before the vocals kick in. You know, the guitars in the chorus are great. And then uh, Wiccaface, his vocals, like, in the song, are perfect, or for, are perfect for the aesthetic of the song, too. So, all that comes together, it makes this really unique package for a really unique uh, wrestler in Darby. And it's not just a great wrestling song, I think it's just a great song in general. I enjoy it. Me too, yeah. This song is really damn great. And like you said, the mix of music and vocals is just perfect for Darby, you know, because it's the simple, steady song, has a, a droning quality to it, kind of like a zombie just, you know, trudging towards you. And the vocals as well, they're dry, they're monotone, almost lifeless in a way, but you can tell that there's still this layer of sinister and malevolence in there. And, and Darby... Not a big guy at all. 
pretty unassuming most of the time. And he cuts these promos in that same sort of low-energy, monotone voice. But when he gets in the ring, he goes to war and unleashes hell. Yeah, he just goes out there, leaves it all out there, leaves his spine out there. He just leaves body parts everywhere he goes. And yeah, this song fits for a guy, if you were to to describe him like that, this song fits for Yeah, I mean, if you could think of what Darby Allen's life motto would be, uh, it would be, I fell. You know, that's yeah. that's all he does, you know, is just fall over and over and over again. I fell, I fell, I fell. But he doesn't care. He just gets right back up and he persists and he keeps going forward. That is Darby Allen. And in the song, other lyrics too, you know, I don't sleep because my head's on fire. I hate creeps and I hate liars. It doesn't matter what came before. I felt pain and I wanted more. I painted my face white and then it turned red. I came from nothing and nothing is where I return. I think all of that stuff does a great job of, you know, painting the picture of who Darby Allen is as both a person and as a wrestler. You could say that he gets knocked down and gets back up again and that you'll never keep him down. <laughs> oh, what I'm saying, suit. Oh, what I'm suit. saying is Darby Allen should come out to tub thumping. You think I'm bad, folks? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, coming up next, we return to New Japan Pro Wrestling, and this is a singles theme for a tag team wrestler, one half of Rapungi 3K Show. Show debuted this theme uh, during the Best of the Super Juniors Tournament back in May. It's by a Japanese artist named Hige Driver. This is called 100% Voltage. got more video game music here, uh, but this is definitely a different type of gaming music than the kind that Kenny Omega has. You know, it's 8-bit, it's chiptune, whatever you want to call it. Similar to Riho's theme, where it's very catchy and fun and upbeat and cutesy and full of energy. I love the intro, I love the 3, 2, 1, show part. And it's not, you know, it's not shocking, no pun intended, uh, that a Japanese wrestler would have a theme song like this considering video games are a big part of Japan's culture, but it is definitely an outlier when it comes to New Japan themes, because there aren't really any other themes in that company that sound like this one. And I think the fact that Sho even has a singles theme is an interesting thing to think about there, Sue. 
I've only got four words for this song. It's dirty, rotten gamer music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for real though, I love this. I love the uh, I love the little vibe that it gets before it leads into the chorus, like the build up, the dun 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 dun. It's got a very like active energy to it, kind of frenetic, and I enjoy it like throughout the whole song. So it's just got a real great vibe to it. It's like you said, it's very unique to show. And, you know, it's not Rapungi 3K, 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 like some other people have. Even though I like, even though I like that one too, but I just like this one more. It's less repetitive. Yeah, on the one hand, you look at Sho, he's the power junior of the group. He's got the strong power moves, those nice bodybuilder muscles. Yo is the smother of the two. He's a bit flashier with his offense. You would expect Yo to be the one who has the jubilant, cutesy, poppy theme, and show would have something that's more like, you know, a bit more heft to it, a bit more concrete, more oomph, like a rock and metal song. So it is a little weird, I think, in that sense. But then again, show's whole motif is high voltage, electricity. He uses the shock arrow as his finisher. His tights have the danger high voltage written on them. It would make sense, then, for him to have a theme song that heavily features electronica music and has that lively electric current running through the whole thing. So depending on how you look at it, either this song really fits show a lot, or maybe it doesn't. Uh, I think it does. I think it, like, works with his whole vibe. Uh, I did want to bring up that there's, like, a little breakdown about three minutes in and that I really enjoy because it sounds like, like, it, everything, like, comes down and it, like, breaks down back to that, like, starting... Part where it feels like you kind of lost the level and it's asking you to put another quarter in to continue. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up that I like that part too. That's a good catch. I didn't even think about that. Good catch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what is pretty notable about this theme as well is the fact that Sho was the Rapunky 3K member to get a singles theme and not Yo. Because when you're a tag team wrestler and you get a singles theme, that means something. You know, th that's planting the seeds in people's minds that, okay, this guy's going to be a single star one day. Maybe not yet, but eventually he will break out as a single star. And Yo, meanwhile, when he comes out for his singles matches, he still uses the Rapunky 3K theme. Not to say that Yo can't be a single star himself. He certainly could. But I think Sho getting this theme song is a big sign that New Japan have major plans for this guy in the future. Oh, all I'm saying is... Sean had his own music. Marty kept coming out to the Rockers song. Hopefully Yo's career ends up better than uh, Marty Jannetty, but <laughs> you know, you get my point. Yeah, hopefully he has better ankles than Marty too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let's hope. He, he'll need those. Time now for the second to last theme of the episode, and this one is the theme song for a show. TV-wise, uh, not the wrestler we just talked about, Better make that clear. Uh, this is for NWA Power with 60 R's. Power is, of course, the throwback show to the days of studio wrestling with quick squash matches, podium promos, and, of course, that good old-fashioned racism from Jim Cornette. <laughs> this is by the band Dawkin from the album Tooth and Nail. This is Into the Fire.
No surprise at all that the 80s throwback TV show gets a song from the 80s. Uh, came out in 84. It's from the band Dawkin', which had its heyday in the 80s as part of the glam metal scene. And it was even featured in an 80s movie, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Which, by the way, the theme song of that movie, Dream Warriors, was also done by Dawkin'. So, this is all just patently 80s, and I think in any other environment it would come off as pretty outdated, but... I think for a wrestling show like this that is meant to evoke the studio wrestling of the 80s, which has also a very retro-style intro as well, it's a pretty solid choice, I think, Suit. Uh, before I get into the song, would you like to hear my uh, NWA Power joke? Go ahead. Alright, uh, it's NWA Power with eight R's. Like Randy in that um, Aziz Ansari bit. Oh, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years, my god. From uh, the movie Funny People, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. Good bit. It's a good bit. Uh, but yeah, you said it. It's a song that would play on 80s radio. Perfect for the NWA aesthetic. Um, I love Nightmare 3, just to bring that up. Great movie. Nancy's back. It's the one where Nancy comes back. Very good. Uh, I love the guitars in this one, both like the heavy ones in the intro. And the lighter ones that come like behind the starting vocals. It's just really good guitar work there. And then um, I wanted to bring up the lyrics too. Because when you look at it first, you may not think it has anything to do with wrestling. Because, you know, it was written for like a... It was written for um, a Freddy Krueger movie. But uh, it is a really good description of the, re- of the relationship that fans have with pro wrestling itself when you really look at it. So the lyrics of the start are, you weave your spell, your eyes beckon me, your lips they speak lies in misery. I know it's wrong, but I can't turn away. The flames draw near, they're telling me to stay. So wrestling, it catches people's eyes and it like digs into their hearts and it doesn't like go away. Even though they'll lie and they'll just make you miserable over and over again like think about it like last year at this time wwe was telling us baron corbin sucks we aren't gonna feature him anymore and he's all over the fox show now (laughs) and earlier this year we had aew telling us oh we're gonna be a sports-based promotion and well that's kind of changed in the last few weeks but we can't pull away from it no matter what we do 
we can't pull away. And that's just, I think that's an unintentional descriptor that Dawkins made of fans and pro wrestling. Yeah, you and I are simpatico on that because I had very similar analysis to the lyrics in this song for sure. Um, but I also thought about this in a different way because I think it also tells the story of the relationship between the wrestlers and wrestling. Uh... Your lips, they speak lies and misery. I know it's wrong, but I can't turn away. The flames draw near. They're telling me to stay into the fire. I'm falling into the fire and so on. You know, wrestling is a dangerous sport. Not an easy life at all, but it's also very alluring. You know, the money, the fame, uh, the championships, the women, all that stuff. People want it so badly, but they also know that it can burn them. You know, when will it end? Your love consumes my soul. Into the fire, I'm being tempted once more. You know, so many wrestlers try to leave wrestling behind, but they always seem to get dragged back in. You know, the classic line from Godfather 3, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. So the lyrics are a lot deeper than at first glance there, Sue. I agree. I also have not seen The Godfather, so I did not know that was from Godfather 3. Isn't that the one people don't like? It is, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, what can you do? What can you do? Um, also, the thing about Power is that if you watch the show, this is like really the only theme song you'll hear. Because they don't do the regular entrances with the theme music and the big to-do. A lot of times guys are just in the ring already. Or they'll come out to do a promo and, and go to the ring right afterwards. They have music for the pay-per-views. But for Power, it's a lot more stark than a quote-unquote normal wrestling show is. Unless, of course, you've got you know Thunder Rosa out there with their tribal drumming. But <laughs> even then, Into the Fire is pretty much the only quote-unquote real song you'll hear on this show. Well, I don't think music will work on power because, you know, music tends to have like this little build up like wrestling music does, but they were only walking like five feet to the ring. So they get there <laughs> before like the big drop happens. So tends to make sense for it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've reached the final theme of the episode here. And, uh, you know, suit the common expression is we've saved the best for last. Well, as far as this wrestler is concerned, uh, not exactly true, I don't think. <laughs> In fact, maybe the opposite. Uh, this is our good pal, The Fiend Bray Wyatt. His theme song is by the band Code Orange. It's called Let Me In.
suit, you and I are on the same page when it comes to the fiend Bray Wyatt. He sucks. He is, he's no bueno as a wrestler, as a character with the promos. He just sucks a big fat one. But I will go on the record here and say that I really love his theme song. I, I do. You know, I loved it when it was the original song, Broken Out in Love by Mark Crozier on the Rells. And I love it as this new Fiend version by Code Orange. And I distinctly remember when The Fiend made his debut at SummerSlam. I was like, okay, this is still the same shitty Bray Wyatt, which means it's going to fall off a cliff really fucking quick. But goddamn, this theme song just fucking rules. It is so hard. I love the female vocals for a male wrestler. It just grabs me soon. I can't lie. I'm sorry. I agree. You know, for as awful as Bray Wyatt is as both a character and a wrestler his strength has always been his music and his entrances like um you know he comes out he used to come out with like the lantern and he'd have the uh you know creepy and sinister old version of the song and it would be a good like scene setter and it you know tricks people into thinking that he's good (laughs) um but now he comes out now he has his mask from tom savini which i will admit is cool he's got the um lamp which is his own severed head which is also awesome it also reminds me of the uh, bad blood 97 poster with the undertaker holding his own head and this song like just actively gives you goosebumps so the difference is is like this one's more actively scary like this one this one would give me nightmares if I was watching this at, at like, 10 years old. At, whereas the other one would just kind of creep me out a little bit. Right, yeah. The, the original version was perfect for the creepy, backwoods, southern gothic cult leader. Because it was understated. You know, it was haunting and hypnotizing and kind of lulled you in like a cult leader would. It was more, you know, unnerving than actually scary, as you put it there, suit. But with The Fiend... He's a scary murder clown with a freaky mask and ugly dreadlocks and a cartoon mallet. You know, he's not trying to be subtle here, folks, or to lull you in or to just unnerve you. He's going for scary. He's going for for monster, you know, the overpowering, dominant, dark force. So the music here has changed to accommodate that. You know, this is a much heavier song with the screaming vocals and the crushing and chucking guitar riffs, the murky and muddled intro with the sharp percussion just butting in, even a smaller lyric change. Instead of he's broken out in love, it's now he's broken out of love, which means no more love. Again, a darker sentiment. So definitely, like I said, a darker song here and a much bigger song than the one that came before it, Sue. Yeah, it's a lot heavier. I enjoy I enjoy the heaviness. I enjoy the dun bum bum. Bum, 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 bum. Like, I really enjoy that, like, riff. One thing I don't like is, like, the chanting in it. Like, uh, every now and again, I go, hurt my heel. That's very, like, subtlety hammer for me. Because it's, like, it's the thing on his gloves, so we got to, like, note that down. I don't, I could do without that. But other than that, you know, it's a good remix. It's a good character remix. I'd say so. You know, it's the only good thing about them, so I'll give it credit where it's due. Yeah, the hurt, heal, 
her heel thing. That that's part of the character, of course. Um, Bray has those gloves that say hurt and heel on them, and he stares at them because apparently everybody in WWE now just stares at their fucking hands. And, and you Taking know, lessons it, from Gargano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's trying to show, I guess, the duality of Bray Wyatt. Where one minute he's the goofy kids show host in the sweater, and the other he's this you know big scary monster. And in the song, you know, it's trying to portray that with the hurt heel chance in there. But I think you could portray that in another way because you've got in the song the duality of the vocals and the music. You know, there's the softer, more melodic female vocals, but they're surrounded by this big aggressive metal music. So you can show the hurt heel hurt heel thing without having to explicitly say hurt heel hurt heel you can do that just with the clashing sounds but uh, then again suit as you said this is wwe and they love their subtlety hammers so there you go um can we agree that the um regular bray firefly funhouse music that he came out to can oh, we agree that that's god kind of oh jesus <laughs> that no one reacted to it tlc yeah, yeah, that's a song, all right. Yeah, <laughs> that's something I don't want to explain to people. I mean, it's it's one thing for like a pre-taped segment; it's another to use it as an actual entrance theme. And uh, based on the crowd reactions, uh, I don't think it works all that well. It's an entrance theme there, suit. So <laughs> with balloon letters spelling out that he is the champion of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> that's hard to. That's a bridge I can't pass. Yeah, I'll, I'll take hurt heel any day over this. Yeah. So um, we had to crap on him once. Yeah, <laughs> had to get that last shot in there, didn't we? That's for sure, right? <laughs> All right. Well, that was a taste of 2019. Not the most prolific year in terms of themes, especially with WWE, but still a pretty good selection of songs here. And uh, suit, thank you for being here. This was just so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I heard a few songs that I probably wouldn't have gone out of my way to hear before, and I heard a few that I'm that are just going to be in my regular rotation now. Great stuff. I'm glad I did this. Glad to hang out with you, Andrew. Absolutely, yeah. It's always a good time chatting with you, that's for sure. That's for sure. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, Suit, thank you again for coming on the show here. Any plugs you want to give, go right ahead. All right, well, I am on Twitter, at Suit Williams. You can find uh, my writing on boysofwrestling.com. I end up around, just around a lot. Um, you can hear me regularly on the Smart Sports podcast where we talk um, wrestling. We also talk uh, sports that are going on like football, basketball, all sorts of stuff. So it's a nice little hybrid of that. And um, well, the show will be over by now, but you could watch Temptation Island. I'm going to be watching it. So, you know, I feel like everybody in the VOW Slack chat watches that show except for me, you know, because it's like it's you, Joe Lanza, Jack Beckman, Mike Spears. It's a phenomenon in the Slack chat, but uh, I still have yet to watch it. So If we get our way, we will be doing Temptation Island Intelligentsia season three. <laughs> uh, maybe one day. Maybe one day. But uh, Music of the Mat is part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can go to voicesofwrestling.com for all the great BW podcasts. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. You can go to the VOW Discord to discuss a number of great topics on there. 
Just go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Discord. If you want to donate to the show, you can do that. Just go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Donate and click on the big Donate button underneath the name Music of the Met. If you do that, hey, I appreciate it so much. You're awesome. Thank you. And finally, rate, review, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. Suit, thanks again, and I'll see you around. See you around, Andrew. All right, for Suit Williams, I'm Andrew Rich, and I want to wish everybody listening a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Joyous Kwanzaa, a Festivus for the rest of us, <laughs> and of course, a very happy new year. Thank you for listening to the show in 2019. We'll see you next time on Music of the Mat in the year 2020. Take care, guys. Music of the Mat is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.